Good morning. Oh, Ruby. <laughs> Today's Tuesday. It's the 30th day of January. The year is 2024. And this is Daybreak, and this is Daybreak Live. Let's get going. Amen, amen, amen. Shalom, shalom, precious family. So yesterday, you guys that support us on Patreon know the song came out, On My Father's Side. It's an old rendition of it. Got some lead guitar with it, but thought we'd go ahead and sing it this morning while you guys are finding us and getting over. Well, sitting in the mist of doctors, lawyers was a lad. With great wisdom, all the questions that they had, they were amazed when they inquired of his age when he replied, On my mother's side, I'm 12 years old, and on my father's side, I am the ancient of days. I'm the maker of all men, I'm the Alpha and Omega. Amen. Michael's with us morning, this morning. Fire. He's all on the side. Yeah. You can't see him. Fire's on here this morning. Fire? Or fire? He's on morning. here. Brittany. Good morning. morning. I don't know why it's open. It's I wonder. wide open. How long has it been wide open? I don't know. Okay, well, I'm going to shut it because I'm yeah, freezing. Yeah, that's cold. <laughs> it's 
like, what the heck is going on? My feet are freezing. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, well, we'll have to say it later because I can't get it. To... <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, good morning, saints. Uh, we're in the book of Proverbs. It's Tuesday. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you for your prayers. I'm still not 100%. I can operate. I can do things. Um, still just ain't feeling quite right. But God is good all the time. So we are so thankful for, to, for the Lord and His blessing. We're in Proverbs chapter 30. We've only got two more chapters of Proverbs. Chapter 30 and chapter 31. And so that's what we'll be taking up today in our daily Bible study. Um, chapter 30. Thank you, Bob. Sing it again. Thank you, Diane. Sing it again. Good morning, Miss Rhonda. Good morning. All right, let me jump over here to captions where I can put the scriptures on the page for us. Uh, if you'll remember, back in chapter 25, we the, the section of Proverbs that we're in at this moment was a, a, is a section that Hezekiah discovered more proverbs and wise sayings of Solomon. And he copied them and collected them together. And so from chapter 25 on, we have been reading uh, these these proverbs that Hezekiah had found and copied and become part of the book of Proverbs. When we get to chapter, what we call chapter 30, verse 1, the first words say this. It says, the, the words of Agor, Agor, the son of Jekai, his utterance, meaning his prophecy, this man declared to Athiel, to Athiel and Ucal. So, the words of Agar, the sons of J.K. Now, there are nowhere else in the Scripture where this is mentioned. And so we can only assume, and what we assume as when they, when, when they found these, these proverbs, this, and Hezekiah's like, let's copy these, they found this writing also from Agar, and he's the son of J.K., and he said, this is, this is prophetic. Let's write this down as well. And so it's included in your word. But we don't know exactly who this is. He's not mentioned anywhere else. All we know about him is a little bit of what he says about himself right here. Uh, but this is an utterance. This is a prophecy. And when they found this, they felt like this is from the Lord. This is a prophecy of the Lord. And so they included it. Let's go to verses 2 and 3 now. He says, Surely, that now I'm reading the New King James Version. He says, Surely I am more stupid than any man. Uh, the original KJV would say brutish here. I'm brutish, stupid, naive. Surely I am more stupid than any man and do not have the understanding of man. I neither learned wisdom nor have knowledge of the Holy One. So, Agur here is saying, Agur here is saying, I am nobody. Like, he received this, this, this prophecy. He received this inspiration and began to write. But you see here in his writing a humility 
about himself. He's saying, look, I don't know nothing. <laughs> I am brutish. I am, I'm, I'm stupid. I don't know anything. And so we love this humility. And he says, I don't, I don't have the understanding of a man. He said, I don't even consider myself as smart as these other people. Right? Verse 3 says, I neither learned wisdom nor have the knowledge of the Holy One. There, there were in the old times what is known as the school of the prophets. Samuel started what we call a, the school of prophets. Uh, we find that back in 1 Samuel and in different places. And it's where you know, a group of prophets would come together and, and Samuel would kind of train these. Tra Samuel was a prophet and he kind of trained people how to listen to God and how to be wise and how to have wisdom. And uh, I don't know that that is what Agur is talking about, but it could be. But but we know basically saying, listen, nobody's taught me this wisdom. Okay. I haven't learned it from anybody. I'm not as smart as these other guys. I am nobody. And, and I just love, I love that he's claiming to know nothing. Yet he has a word. He has a word. And let's go to his word now. Starting with verse 4. He says, Who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name, if you know? It's just a beautiful, beautiful word that's coming from him that's basically, I mean, he's saying, I don't know nothing, guys. I, I know nothing, but here's what I know. He's beholding the creation and declaring there's a creator. He sees the wisdom of creation and he, and he, and he knows there's this, 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 this knowledge that there's someone greater. What's his name? What's his son name, son's name? We think about that today. In the natural, it doesn't matter what we see. Whether it's a beautiful car, whether it's a beautiful building, sky-rise building, we look at these feats of man and we go, wow, look at this. This is beautiful. Look at the architecture. Look at the wisdom that went into creating. I mean, no one... No one looks at anything that's created, whether it's a church building, a house. No one looks at that and goes, I just happened. The very creation itself declares a creator. And you go, who made that? Did Ford make that? Who, who created this? Yet, some look at creation and behold creation and go, uh, just, it just happened. It just, just made itself. And this, this man is saying, look, who's ascended into heaven? Who's descended from the heaven? 
There is a wisdom beyond us, he's saying. Who's gathered the wind? Where's the wind from? Who gathered it in his fist? Who sends it on its way? Who bound the waters? Who did this? What is his name? And it's it's this creature crying out for wisdom from the creator. And he's saying, there is a majestic creator. What's his name? What is his son's name? You know, you know a lot of things that people used to not know. You have the gospel of John in your hand. You have the very writings of John the Apostle as the Gospel of John opens up. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shined in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. And you skip on down to like verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We not only know his name, God, Yahweh, Jehovah. We not only know his name, we know his son's name. Yeshua, Jesus. You know his son's name. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? And this guy's like, nobody's taught me anything. I don't have any wisdom. I consider myself, among men, I consider myself as being stupid by comparison. And I love that humble reality of his own mind that he didn't think himself above what he, what he is. And yet he says, what's his name and what's his son's name? And you know the answer to that. How awesome is that? You know things that people have pondered. You understand. A lot of times, believers today have no clue how blessed you are. There is so much understanding you have that these guys just got in mysterious visions and, and utterances of the Holy Spirit, and they would utter things, and these mysteries would come out, and these, these profound things, and you understand them. You have a clarity that they didn't have. And I think you should thank God for that. I really do. Let's go to verse 5 now. <clears throat> Let's move it here. Verse 5. Every word of God is pure. He knows it's God, by the way. And he knows God has a son. What? It's prophetic. It's an utterance. But he's uttering this. What's his son's name? Do you know what his son's name is? So in some mysterious way, he's prophesying even about a Messiah, about the Messiah, about our Messiah, that God has a son. Wow. That is some knowledge. Verse 5, every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. So he's already declaring God, every word of God, the word of God, right? 
He's talking about who's ascended, who has descended, who's bound the waters, what's his name, what's his son's name. Every word of God is pure. We can trust God's word. Guys, do you know how awesome it is? Look, you can trust all the words of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, right? Hallelujah. But Acts, Romans, right? 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, the, the words of the apostles as well. We can trust God's word. We can cling to God's word. We can hold to God's word. And I like to say, if you, if you believe that Jesus, Yeshua, is the very Son of God, and He is, then there should be, among all the Word of God, it's important, but the words that most of us have in red, I mean, shouldn't we read those like pretty much constantly? Amen. This is God in the flesh and brothers recording, hey, He stood there and here's what He said. Shouldn't you want to read that like all the time? Shouldn't I want to read that all the time? So what did Jesus say about this? What did Jesus teach? So there's mysteries, yes, but God becomes flesh, the Son of God, lives in a body, has vocal cords, and speaks to people, and then they record what he said and what he did so that we could receive what he said. And the Lord Jesus even says, you that receive my sayings and you do what I'm telling you to do, you're wise. You know, you built your house on the rock. I talk about that a lot, so I'll just move on. Verse 6 says, still hearing the same, Every word of God is pure. He's a shield to those who put their trust in Him. Okay? This is very important that you seek first the kingdom and His righteousness. Okay? A lot of times, we don't realize that a lot of the mess in our life is because we don't put God first and we don't trust Him. Amen. We live our own life. We don't live for Him. We live our life and then we wonder, hey, what's going wrong? Okay, every word of God is pure. He's a shield to those who put their trust in him. Verse six, do not add to his words. Somebody say amen to that. Amen to that. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. This is so important. Look, when I first started reading the, the, the Bible, you know what I found? A lot of things that I had been taught and I had believed as a young man, I believed they were the Word of God. But it come to, I come to realize after studying the Bible for quite a while, it actually wasn't the Word of God. It was the opinions of men. It's not actually what the Bible said. People teach things that the Bible doesn't say. And you don't have the right to do that. Don't add. I, I, I say this quite often. The Bible, the Word of God is strong enough, it's straight enough, it's God's Word enough. We don't need to add to it, and we don't need to take away from it. Amen. We don't need to diminish the, the power. I mean, if Jesus said something, then don't you teach it in a way that takes away the power of it. Right? 
Well, Jesus said this, but he didn't mean this. What? Why do you think you have the right to say Jesus didn't mean what he said? Or the Apostle Paul didn't mean what he said. If he gives a warning, if he gives a warning and that warning is to us, we should heed the warning. Amen? And we don't add to it and we don't take away from it. And there's no sense in add to it or take it away from it. So that's why, you know, that's why I'm very leery. And I'm very leery when teachers start going on their own way and they start teaching these whole systems of theology and thought and they say things that the Bible ends up not saying or their teaching ends up taking away the strength of what the Bible actually says, then I'm like, guys, just quit listening to them. Even the book of Revelation, let's, let's go to all the way to the end. The book of Revelation, I, I know in chapter 22, let me turn there. Chapter 22, verse 19, listen to this. And he's talking about this book that John wrote that he received from God. You remember, John is on the Isle of Patmos. We went through the book of Revelation here on daybreak. Love you, daughter. We went through the book of Revelation on daybreak. Remember that? And you remember that John was told, what you see, write in a book and send it to the churches. What you see, write it down in a book, send it to the churches. I want them to read what you see in this vision. Then we get to the very end of the book of Revelation, the book of your Bible, very last book, verse chapter 22, verse 19. He says this, If anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, now he's specifically talking about the prophecy of the book of Revelation. But I believe it's right just like this proverb told us, don't add to his words. So other scripture says, none of God's words should we add to or take away from, right? If anyone should take away from the words of the, prophet, the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life. Oh, God can't take your part away from the book of life. Uh, don't twist God's word. This is a warning and God means for it to be a warning. Don't you take away from the words of the prophecy of this book. And if you do it, God will take away your part from the book of life. I didn't say that. I read that. Amen. From the holy city and from the things that are written in this book. Oh, right before that in verse 18, he said, let me tell you something else. Speaking of that, I testify to, for I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of the book. This book. If anyone adds to those things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. That's strong admonition. Amen. So we'll leave off there today. That was probably good enough. We've got probably far enough there. I love the next three verses. Well, I tell you what, let's read them and we won't discuss them. We'll read them, then we'll close with prayer. And then we'll read them again tomorrow and talk about them, okay? He says, two things I request. Going back to Proverbs 7, 8, and 9. Two things I request. Deprive me not before I die. He's asking God. Remove falsehood from me. Falsehood in lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me.
lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Wow. We'll take up there with verse 7 tomorrow and we'll talk about that. Okay? Praise okay. the Lord. Um, can we have special prayer for this couple that um, was in the car accident? Uh, Brother Charles mentions. Yes. Here. What are their names? Um, when we went back through here, sorry. Um, We're looking for the names, Brother Charles. Did Brother Charles type it in here? Did he put it? Yeah. Just a second. It's Doug and Karina Irwin. Irwin. Doug and Karina Irwin. Karina. Karina. Uh huh. They were in a bad accident. Okay. Hospital. Okay. In Springfield, they're in the hospital. In Springfield. All right. Let's pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, Yeshua, my King. Yes, sir. Lord, we lift up Doug and Karina. God, we ask for your hand to be upon them. We ask yes, for you Lord. to touch them, help them in this time, please, Lord. Thank you for all that you give us and all the help you give us. And I ask you, Lord, to keep your hand upon us. Please, Lord, keep leading us and guiding us and speaking to us. Give us clear minds. Give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. and Help us to follow you rightly. We thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. Yes, and Lord, we also want to lift up yes. the name's um, Father, Father in Jesus' Sardar. name. Yes. Uh, pray for him. Lord, yes, Lord. For a swift recovery, Father. Yes, Nadine's uh, Father, we lift him to you. Their whole family. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our, Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Okay, saints, I love you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for hanging in there with me. Wherever you're watching from, whichever feed, I just want to say thank you so much. Please keep us in your prayers, and we will see you tomorrow, Lord willing. Bye.